We're in a series where we're talking about God being our head coach. We're talking about playing on God's team. We started out at the beginning of the, of the month asking what team you're on. You're on God's team. You're on the world's team. We talked about uh, your place in the team. That's what these pictures are all about. We're, we're here in the team. But also, we have a, an individual response and an individual purpose on the team as well And being on God's team. Last week, Andy did a great job talking about we need to be all in on God's team. And today, I'm excited because I'm going to share with you about, um, well, I just called it for the win. Uh, When we're on God's team, we're on his team for the win. Most people don't join up a sport or or an activity and say, I want to be the most mediocre person on the field, right? Nobody signs up for soccer. Nobody, you know, when we were kids, you hated being picked last for kickball, you know, (laughs) No, not again. You want to go out. You want to give it your all. You want to play for the win. No no college team yesterday walked out of the locker room going, yeah, let's just leave it all wherever, and whatever happens, happens. That's not how they do it. They come out, leave it all on the field. We're going to play for the win. We're, we're going all out. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And I've got some things I want to share with you, and we're going to start right out in Ephesians chapter... Um, Whoa, I do not need a Wi-Fi password. In Ephesians chapter 1, <laughs> I turned it off. <laughs> uh, we're going we're to start right there with verses 15 through 20. And, and uh, I'm just going to read that, and we're going to get into it. So here we go. Ephesians chapter 1. I'm actually starting with 15. I added that this morning. So I'll catch up to you in a second, Matt. Don't go anywhere. For this reason, I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, which exist among you and your love for all the saints, do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give, you, give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And verse 19 says this, And what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe these are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. Now, in just a second, I'm going to show you a video clip, and it's from the movie Facing the Giants, okay? Great movie. It's called the death crawl scene. And I want you to watch this scene, but I want you to keep in mind the verses that I just read. And I want you to think about your place on God's team as you watch this scene. I want you to think about, are you really playing for the win or are you just kind of here? And then we're going to talk about it and what it means for us to play on God's team for the win. So go ahead. We're going to play the death crawl video right now. And turn it up loud. 
So, Coach, how strong is Westview this year? A lot stronger than we are. You already written Friday night down as a loss, Brock? Well, not if I know we could beat them. Come here, Brock. You too, Jeremy. What, am I in trouble now? Not yet. I want to see you do the death crawl again, except I want to see your absolute best. <laughs> <laughs> what, you want me to go to the 30? I think you can go to the 50. Fifty. I can go to the fifty if nobody's on my back. I think you can do it with Jeremy on your back. But even if you can, I want you to promise me you're going to do your best. All right. Your best. Okay. You going to give me your best? I'm going to give you my best. All right, one more thing. I want you to do it blindfolded. Why? Because I want you giving up at a certain point when you can go further. Get down. Jeremy, get on his back. <laughs> I get a good tight hold, Jeremy. All right, let's go, Brock. Keep your knees off the ground, just your hands and feet. There you go. A little bit left. A little bit left. There you go. Show me good effort. That way, Brock. You keep coming. There you go. It's a good start. A little bit left. A little bit left. There you go, Brock. Good strength. That's it, Brock. That's it. Not the 20 yet? Forget the 20. You give me your best. You keep going. That's it. No, don't stop, Brock. You got more in you than that. Hey, ain't done. Just resting a second. You got to keep moving. Let's keep moving. Let's go. Don't quit till you got nothing left. There you go. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. You keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. Keep driving it. Your very best. Your very best. Your very best. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep going. Don't quit on me. Keep going. Keep driving it. Keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. That's it. Your very best. Don't quit on me. Your very best. Keep driving. Keep driving. There you go. There you go. That's it. You keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. Keep driving it. Don't quit till you got nothing left. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep going. I want everything you got. Come on, keep going. It hurts. Don't quit on me. Your very best. Keep driving. Keep driving. There you go. There you go. He's heavy. I know he's heavy. I'm bad at strength. Then you negotiate with your body to find more strength, but don't you give up on me, Brock. You keep going. You hear me? You keep going. You're doing good. You keep going. Do not quit on me. You keep going. It hurts. I know it hurts. You keep going. You keep going. It's all hard from here. 30 more steps. You keep going, Brock. Come on. Keep going. Burn. And let it burn. Hours are burning. It's all hard. You keep going, Brock. Come on. Come on. Keep going. You promised me your best. Your best. Don't stop. Keep going. Too hard. It's not too hard. You keep going. Come on, Brock. Give me more. Give me more. Keep going. 20 more steps. 20 more. Keep going, Brock. Give me your best.
So will they. Oh, tell me you can't give me more than what I've been seeing. You just carried a 140-pound man across this whole field on your arms. Brock, I need you. God's gifted you with the ability of leadership. Don't waste it. Coach, can I count on you? Yes. What is it, Jeremy? I want 160. And you know this, I have, I have all kinds of favorite parts, but in that clip right at the end, he's like, you just carried a 140 pound man, a hundred yards on your arms. And the kid was like, coach, what is it, Jeremy? I weigh 160. <laughs> well, then there's that. <laughs> you know, it's like, and then of course, who's next? That right there is what it takes for the win. What you saw there on the foot, that's what it takes for the win. You see, the, the thing is, what I want you to see there. And what we need to understand as Christians is your actions, your actions will always follow your beliefs. And if you start out your day believing you are defeated by Satan, your actions will follow that belief. These kids were playing football. Hey, what's, what's the next team? What's next week? Better than us. You believe that? Your actions will follow your belief. If you accept defeat when you stumble, if you accept defeat when you make a, a mistake or when you sin in life, then that's exactly what you're going to get. A life full of regret, a life full of mistake, a life full of defeat. Paul says to the church in Ephesus in in verse 18, what I just read to you, he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? In that video clip, Brock told the coach, he said, I think I can make it to the 30-yard line. Coach puts a blindfold on him and says, don't worry about the 30-yard line. You just promised to give me your absolute best. I don't want you to give up when you can go more. Remember that day when you gave your life over to Christ? You came up out of the water of baptism feeling fresh and new and ready to change the world. And then somewhere along the line, you got distracted or you got discouraged or you came to a place where you just felt like you arrived as a spiritually mature person, maybe. And you gave up, spiritually speaking. You, you could still be giving more, but you just kind of started coasting. I can make it to the thirty. On, on my own. And somewhere along the line, we stopped. Do you know about horse racing? In horse racing, they put blinders on the horses. Just little cups by their eyes. You know why they do that? They do it so that the horses aren't distracted by what's behind them or what's beside them. 
They're not distracted by the other horses running alongside them. They're not distracted by the other riders and what they're doing. They're not distracted by buggies. It doesn't matter what the race, the horses, they do that. It prevents them from being distracted by anything else going on around them. And in a sense, they're forced to look forward with the blinders on. The blinders encourage the horses to move forward without fear. See, here's the thing. If a horse trusts you, you can cover his head and he will follow you anywhere. Literally, they will, they will follow you through fire. If they, if they trust you and you can cover their head, you can, you can take them right through fire. They can't see the danger. And so the horse trusts you. The same works for us, except we don't need the blinders because we have God's word to light up the way for us. You see, when we trust in God, no matter what's going on in our life, no matter what you're struggling with, if we give him our best, our absolute best, if we simply honor God with our lives every day, he will take care of us. You say, in Christ, we never have to accept defeat. Did you notice in the video, at the very beginning, Coach is putting the blindfold on, and some of the, some of the teammates, his teammates, start laughing at him. <laughs> hey, Brock, glad it's you and not me, sucker. You know, they're like, they're like you can hear him. They're, they're like, you got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding me. He can't do that. I'll bet he doesn't make the 20. And then there, he's walking on his hands and his knees. He's got this kid on his back. And, and he says to the coach, am I, am I at the 20 yet? The coach said, forget about the 20. Just give me your very best. It doesn't matter where you are today in your spiritual walk. Forget about the halfway mark. Forget about whatever it is you're dealing with. Just give God your best. Continue to give God your best. And you praise him through the storm. Whatever you're going through, whatever's on your back, whatever you're trying to carry, all you have to do is honor God. Are you doing that? Are you honoring God with your life? Are you honoring him with your family? Are you honoring him at work? Are you honoring him at school? Are you honoring him at church in the way that you're serving, in the way that you're involved? Let me tell you something. Your attitude is like the aroma of your heart. If your attitude stinks, it means your heart's not right. It means your heart stinks. That being said, let me ask you this question. What's the purpose of Huntsville Christian Church? I say it every week. Somebody say it back or I'm going to have to get in trouble by my bosses and they're going to say I'm not doing a good job. Thank you. Go to win. Commit to grow. No kidding. I'll pay you all later. <laughs> Go to win. Commit to grow. In this video, somewhere past the 50-yard line, you hear Brock say, it hurts. It hurts, coach. It hurts. He's heavy. I'm about out of strength. And the coach says to him, then you negotiate with your body to find more strength. But you don't give up on me. You keep going. He says, it hurts. I know it hurts, but you keep going. You promised me your best. It burns. Let it burn. My arms are burning. It's all heart. You keep going. It's too hard. It's not too hard. You keep going. Brock Kelly, don't you quit on me. You ever feel like that? Lord, this burden's too heavy. It hurts. It hurts to carry it by myself. God doesn't say negotiate with me to find more strength. God says, you're right. It's heavy. I see you're hurt, but my grace is sufficient. Don't give up on me. Just, just give me your best. It burns. People don't believe in me or I can't keep on. God says, it's all faith from here. Give me your very best, your very best. God cares about you. He cares about your faith. He cares about what you believe. He cares about where your heart is. 
And he cares about where this church is spiritually. And I don't know about you all, but I want God to bless this church so much that people talk about what he did with us. Not about what we did, but what God did with us. See, the cool thing about facing the Giants, they go all the way to the final football game. And and guess what the name of the team is that they're playing? The Giants. (laughs) Yeah. It's artistic, you know. They face their Giants. And, And it comes all the way down to this last scene where the kicker's got to kick like a 50-yard field goal to win the game, and he's this little scrawny guy like me, just tiny. Not just... <laughs> and he gets out there, and the wind is blowing at his face. Like, the odds are against him, and he knows it. Coach calls timeout. He goes out, and he says to the kid, he goes, Hey, do you believe that God can help you make this kick? And the kid goes, Well, sure, if he wants to. He goes, Okay then you give it your very best and let God do the rest. But either way, you're gonna, we're going to walk out of here tonight, win or lose, we're going to walk out of here and we're going to praise God. It was a Christian school, by the way, so he's allowed to say all this stuff. <laughs> but win or lose, we're going to walk out of here, we're going to praise God. The kid goes back out and he gets ready to kick and he does that whole little kicker shuffle thing that only they do and means nothing to anybody else. And all of a sudden, uh, his dad, who is, who is disabled, gets his wheelchair at the end zone and pulls himself up and stands next to the fence and just puts his arms up. And another favorite part for me is this guy comes up and goes, can I help you? And he goes, leave me alone. I'm standing for my son. (laughs) Get away. Doing this. And he's standing there. And the son says, Lord, help me make this kick. And of course, guess what happens? Well, the wind dies down. But then... The wind changes direction, and the wind is at his back. And the coach sees it, and he's like, kick it now! He kicks the ball. Of course, it's a touchdown. Everybody goes crazy. Because they wrote it that way, okay? wasn't a true story, but it was a great moral compass kind of thing. And, and that was the thing the coach said. He goes, I don't want people to talk about this team about what we did. I want people to talk about this team about what God did through us. And he said that repeatedly to these students. And, and that's what I want to happen here. I don't want people in the community to go, oh, Huntsville Christian Church is so great. I don't want people to go, Huntsville Christian Church, God is so great through them. Let us never forget why we need to be great. But that means we have to give God our best in every area of our lives, publicly, personally. Those are the times when nobody's around. Professionally, those are the times when everybody's around and there's a deadline and there's that one annoying coworker that everybody knows about. And we have to give our best professionally. It means we have to honor God. We have to praise Him in how we live. Good, bad, or indifferent. Sickness and in health. Richer for poor. We have to honor Him with our actions. We have to honor Him with our attitudes and with our hearts. That's what it means to be in it for the win. Is, is that no matter what, you're going to honor God. We don't quit at the 30. We don't quit at the 50. We don't quit till we're in the end zone and God says, well done, good and faithful servant. Victory is yours. It doesn't matter how long or grueling the game is. We don't quit. And so today I'm asking you this. What are you living for? I don't know about you, but I have resolved to give God everything I've got. And it may not look like much to most people but I will leave the results up to him. I pray that you'll join me in this adventure 
Because all I've got to give when it's all said and done is me. As we death crawl through life, we may have to carry a brother or sister for a while. And I got news for you, it's going to be hard. There are times where you're going to carry me. Some of you are like, no. I see. I saw that look. But there are times when, when I'm going to carry you. And we're going to carry each other. And you're going to have to carry a brother or a sister for a while. It's going to be hard. It's going to be physically hard. It's going to be mentally hard. It's going to be spiritually hard. It's going to be draining in all those areas sometimes. But we need to remember that we promised God that we would do our best. Psalm 18, 1 through 3. David says this. I, I love what he says. Here. He says, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my rock in whom I take refuge. My shield and the horn of my salvation. My stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. I'm saved from my enemies. He says, I praise you, Lord. David is saying this. He says, I love you, Lord, but sometimes it hurts. Lord, help me. Make me strong. I need you. Maybe this is your prayer too. God, it's heavy. Satan's beating me up. I'm about out of strength. You're my protector. God, you are my powerful weapon and my place of shelter. It burns. My strength is fading. People are doubting. Things aren't good. Verse 3, but I praise you, Lord. I don't care what you're going through. You praise him first. You been there? It's got to be the 50. I don't have any more. One of my favorite parts in that scene. It's got to be the 50. I don't have anything left. And the coach takes off his blindfold and he says, look up, son. You're in the end zone. 100 yards. Maybe you feel like they're giants of fear, giants of failure, staring down at you, waiting to crush you. Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's in your family. Maybe it's at school. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's with a medical diagnosis. Maybe it's something you just don't have control over and you don't know how to beat them or it, and you're tired, tired of being afraid. Are you like David? Do you believe that he is your God? Do you believe that? Do you believe that he is your God? Do you believe that he is on the throne? Will you give him your hopes and your dreams no matter where you are in life? Will you trust in God to do his part? Will you do your part? Will you give God your all, your 100% best? Not just this morning, not just on Sunday when it's easy to get excited because we're singing and we're doing all this stuff, but every day, your 100% best, every day of your life. This video clip starts out with the team asking the coach, how strong is Westview this year? And the kid Brock that did the death cross says, a lot stronger than we are. Coach says, you've already written Friday night down as a loss, Brock. Well, not if I, can know we, not if I know we can win. Well, yeah, that's easy. That's what we do, though. It's Christians. Satan's a lot stronger than we are. I think that even well-intentioned Christians get to a place in life where they just start to write off their time here on earth as a loss. Satan's too strong. I can't fight him. I can't beat him. I'm just going to try and survive. I'm just going to keep my head above water. I'm going to do the best I can and, and just try to make it to heaven. The problem there is that God gave his very best for us. He gave his son for us, for our sins. He gave his son who beat death, who beat Satan. And all he asked from us is simply our very best. If you want to play on God's team, we need to be all in. And we need to play as a team and we need to play for the win. 
And I like what Revelation chapter 3 says. My summary of it is this. We serve a God that opens doors that no one can shut and shuts doors that no one can open. Look at this chapter, chapter 3 in, in uh, Revelation, verses 7 through 8. Look at this. This is to the church in Philadelphia. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, He who is holy, he who is true, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, and who shuts and no one opens, says this. All right, so it was God describing himself. And then he goes, this is what I say. I know your deeds. Behold, I have put before you an open door which no one can shut because you have a little power and have kept my word and have not denied my name. I know everything you have done. I have placed before you an open door that no one can close. In a sense, he's saying to this church, you're not very strong, you're not very, you're not very big, but you obeyed my message and you did not deny that you are my followers. Huntsville Christian Church, we may not be very strong, we may not be a large church numbers-wise, but if we give our God our absolute best and we obey his message, if we don't deny him, he will do his part. I believe that God is not through with us yet. We have an open door here in this community, in our schools, in our families, in our jobs. We still have an open door here. And until the Lord moves you somewhere else, you need to grow and bloom right here where you're planted. Until he closes that door, we need to do that in this community. No matter what's going on in your life, you have to give God your best. Maybe you've been struggling with something. Maybe you don't see God at work in your life and you're distracted by what you are seeing in our world. And you may be thinking, I just don't know what to do next. I don't know what to prepare for next. Let me put it to you this way. There are two farmers. They both had big fields. It was a drought. They both needed rain for their vegetables, whatever they were growing, their crops. And um, both farmers, religious men, both farmers spent time fasting and praying. Lord, send us rain. We need rain. Our families aren't going to survive without rain. The crops won't grow. They prayed. They both prayed. But only one of the farmers went out and prepared his field to receive the rain. So the question is, who do you think trusted God to send the rain? They both prayed for it. But the one that trusted him to send it was the one who went out after the prayer and prepared the field to receive the rain. Reset up the irrigation ditches and did all that stuff. So my other question for you today is, which one of those men are you? Because here's the thing. God will send the rain of blessing when he's ready. He's going to send that blessing but we need to prepare our field to receive it. If you want to play on God's team for the win, we need to resolve in our hearts that we will not quit, that we need to keep going, that we need to give him our absolute best. And when you think you have nothing left to give, when you think you're at the 50 with nothing else to give, you'll be in the end zone. I want to ask some of you guys something. Um, Matthew, I know you're working. Stand up. Crow, stand up. Brandon, stand up. Andrew, stand up. Scott, stand up. 
Sean Frenier, stand up. Peter, stand up. If you're, if you're a man in this room, stand up. If you're over the age of 18, stand up. I don't care if you're married. I don't care if you're single. Come on, stand up. I don't care if you're 88. If you're a man in this room, stand up. I'll come help you if you need me to. I'm going to tell you what the coach told Brock. This goes for Dave and Paul and Seth, too. Thought they were getting out of it. They're coming up here. Man, you are the spiritual leaders of your families. Some of you are thinking, well, not yet. You're right, but you will be one day. You're the spiritual leaders of your family. In that regard, you should be the most influential player on that team that's called your family. Guys, if you walk around defeated, so will they. And don't you dare tell God that you can't give him or your family more than what he's been seeing in you. Now, I'm not hacking on you because I'm standing right there with you. I know we can do better. My elders, my deacons, my Sunday school teachers. Hey, if you're a Sunday school teacher, man or woman, go ahead and stand up. If you're one of our trustees and, and you're not standing, go ahead and stand up. Brad, Larry, Tom, Mike, Mark, Frank, Andy, you guys were already standing. You are some of the most influential people on this team that is Huntsville Christian Church. And if we walk around defeated, Satan's already won. You teachers of the word, you preachers, you elders, you deacons, God has gifted you with the ability of leadership. Don't waste it. Can he count on you to give your best? Where are my ladies at? Oh, you're still sitting. Ladies, stand up. Moms, grandmas, single ladies. Come on, you know who you are. Your lady, stand up. Just making sure none of y'all sat down. Everyone in this room, we are the bride of Christ. Right here in this room, our men, our women, our children. And in this room, I believe that we have the ability to be the most influential people in this community when it comes to kingdom work. But unfortunately, we get distracted by the hash marks on the field. I can't go five more yards. It's too far. It's too heavy. I'm too tired. Folks, it's time for us to play to win. It's time for us to take whatever gift, whatever talent, whatever ability that God has given us and quit walking around this community defeated. When I say go to win and commit to grow, we can't walk out of here with a defeated look on our face or in our hearts. It's time for us to give God more than he's been seeing from us in the past. As we come into our future, as we come into our response time this morning, I just want you to consider and settle in on this, that no matter what, You'll give God 100% from now on. Will you fight through the pain? Will you fight through the hurt? Will you do whatever it takes to go to win and commit to grow? Yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to take your time. It's going to take your energy. It's going to take your money. It's going to take your family supporting one another to make these things happen. I don't know what that looks like for you to play for the win. And maybe for you it means submitting to Christ in baptism for the very first time. For the forgiveness of your sins, to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's awesome. Maybe for you to, to play for the win, you just need to come forward and have some of the elders pray with you about something. Guys, they'd love to meet with you. We have a place right across the hallway where you can go and, and just, just talk with them and pray with them. But whatever your response is this morning, as we sing our response song, I just want to challenge you to respond to God's word accordingly. 
Will you commit to play for the win and give God your best? Sing this response song with us. Commit to play for the win. Give God your best. It's been great to be here with you all this morning, to worship with you, to challenge you in God's word. But now it's time for us to go to win and commit to grow. As you go this week, remember, we play on God's team. And we play on God's team. We're all in and we play for the win. And in order to play for the win, all we have to do is honor God and give him our very best. I believe that if we give him our very best every day, our families, our schools, our jobs, our community, our world will be transformed for his glory. But it starts with us right here, right now, as we go this week, go and give God your best. Sing this last song with us.